As this long national season continues to go on, you need to keep the faith in president of baseball operations, Mike Rizzo, because we're going to look back at his trade history, and this is why you need to get excited for this trade deadline. I'm going to tell you everything and more about that after this. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is sponsored by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. And when you enter promo code locked on MLB, they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. I got mine and I love it for my friends at bird dogs. And thank you guys for making locked on nationals your first listen every day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Clary, and I am the hostess of the mostest here with the locked on podcast network where you get your team every single day and later on in today's show we're going to preview game two of this diamondback series but a little bit later in the show do you remember when the nationals were up for sale and what do i still think about it well i'm going to tell you why i still believe this nationals team will sell and i have changed my mind on that you're going to want to hear about that a little bit later on in this program but we're going to start off with first let's all relax Someone asked me the other day over at the ballpark, do you still have faith in Mike Rizzo and what he has done, allowing all these superstars to just walk for nothing? And really, what have we gotten back in return outside of this Juan Soto trade as well as Trey Turner and Max Scherzer? Oh, man. Was that a tough question for me? Absolutely not. Mike Rizzo, in fact, I do believe Mike Rizzo is one of the best personnel men in all of baseball when it's come to trades. And I pulled back a lot of the history when it comes to that. In today's episode, before we jump directly into it, it's a big picture episode on this Nationals franchise because of what we are going through. This is still a rebuild or a retool, whatever you want to call it. This is a team not meant for 2023. Our eyes are on the big big picture, as I've alluded to time and time again with this podcast. And so as we get into it, let's first talk about Mike Rizzo's trade history with this team and what he has done well. I have pulled back seamlessly every single big trade that he has done. I've left out all the kind of dumpy ones and the ones that we don't really see and ones that really don't come into fruition. So when he took hold of this franchise back in 2009, he immediately made a trade for Michael Morse. And who do we give up? Some guy named Langer Hans. Don't even know of that guy. Fast forward to 2010s with the Twins. We got Wilson Ramos for all-star closer Matt Capps. 2010 as well, we got Tanner Roark for Christian Guzman. Go to 2012, we got Gio Gonzalez for A.J. Cole, Brad Peacock, Derek Norris, and Tommy Malone. Also 2012 with the Oakland Athletics. We got Kurt Suzuki for David Freitas. Don't know that guy either. 2013 with the Twins again. We got Denard Span for Michael Morse and Michael and Alex Mayer, I should add. 
2013 with the Oakland A's again, Blake Trinan for Michael Morse, who is going to Seattle in a three-team deal. 2015, we got Trey Turner and Joe Ross for Steven Souza Jr. and Travis Ott in a three-team deal with the San Diego Padres and as well as the Tampa Bay Rays. 2017, we acquired Adam Eaton from the Chicago White Sox for Giolito, Ronaldo Lopez, and Dane Dunning. Now, that is the one trade that a lot of people have kind of speculated over. And is this the one that the Nationals really did win? Well, ask yourself this. Do we win that 2019 World Series without Adam Eaton? My answer to that, absolutely not. That is why we won that trade there as well. 2017, we acquired Sean Doolittle and Ryan Madsen for Blake Trinan and Jesus Lazardo. Another trade that right now, Jesus Lazardo has pitched really well with the Miami Marlins. Obviously, they made a trade with Oakland a little back in the day as well. But still, Sean Doolittle carried that 2019 bullpen. He was a big part of that World Series team and still is with the Washington Nationals down in the minor leagues rehabbing there. Fast forward to 2019 or 2017 again, rather, as the Phillies sent off Howie Kendrick for Mackenzie Mills. I don't have to say anything else about that. 2019, another trade with Toronto as we sent off Kyle Johnson for Daniel Hudson. 2021, we sent off John Lester for Lane Thomas. 2021, we sent off Max Scherzer and Trey Turner for Josiah Gray and Kibert Ruiz. Two guys who likely, well, Trey Turner, on the other hand, we could have extended him and we should have extended him. Let me add that. But since we didn't, and since we probably wouldn't have re-signed them once he and both the Scherzer hit free agency, we got two competitive guys with Josiah Gray being our ace right now and Kibert Ruiz already having an extension with the Washington Nationals. Fast forward to 2022, last year's trade deadline. We got James Wood, Robert Hassel, Mackenzie Gore, C.J. Abrams, Yarlon Susanna, four, Juan Soto, and Josh Bell. That is a lot of talent. Not only have we shipped away, but we have received as well, especially in that early portion of the 2010s and that 2009 season, acquiring someone like Michael Morse and Wilson Ramos in 2010 as well. Tanner Roark for Christian Guzman, who, come on, at that point, the career was done with for Christian Guzman. You got Gio Gonzalez in 2012. You got Kurt Suzuki in 2012 as well. You got Denard Spann for a beaten up Michael Morse. People start needing to have faith again in Mike Rizzo and what he does. A lot of people look at this team and they're like, we don't want to break it apart. We don't want to trade away Lane Thomas. We don't want to trade away all these different guys. We don't want to trade these guys. We want to keep our own players. Everybody. That run in 2019 was partial to the fact that the Nationals did make these savvy moves. And in fact, I believe that Mike Rizzo should be in this trade market a little bit more. As yesterday, the Cincinnati Reds called up the number four prospect in all of baseball with Ellie De La Cruz. He's going to be their shortstop of the future, barring any injuries, barring anything crazy, or just a lack of performance at the big league level. That leaves open for their former shortstop, former rookie of the year back in 2020, Jonathan India. And a lot of people may ask, well, why would we be in the trade market for Jonathan India? Why not? Why not? Why can't we just 
pull this string right now and Mike Rizzo makes a move like this. Because as we've seen, as I went through the history of some of the trades that he has done well, that falls in the category of it. Someone who needs to kind of move on because of another prospect taking his position. And Mike Rizzo has found a way to patch in these guys and mold them into the foundation of the Washington Nationals. He has done this time and time again. The faith at this trade deadline and at last year's trade deadline, I've had all the faith in the world with Mike Rizzo when it comes to these trades. In fact, that's why I was so gung-ho about trading away Juan Soto at last deadline and as well as Josh Bell. And it's not because of the fact that I wanted Juan Soto out and I was like, we're never going to re-sign him. We're never going to extend him. Get rid of him now. I don't want to have my heart broken yet again. No, it wasn't because of that. It was because of the faith that I had in Mike Rizzo making these decisions and being the ultimate talent and evaluator as he has been over time with the Nationals. Now, I have knocked him myself. His first round draft over the 2010s, take away Strasburg and Bryce Harper and Anthony Rendon, they've been pretty bad, let's be honest. But these trades, and at the trade deadline specifically, What he has done there is nothing short of a little bit of magic. Especially considering when you have someone like a Trey Turner who was a player to be named later. Trey Turner, the all-star shortstop. Someone who signed a $300 million contract this last offseason. Someone who's going to be an all-star, a silver slugger at his position, an MVP candidate year in and year out in my mind. Mike Rizzo has done this. And then even then looking at trades for someone like a Tanner Roark or a Gio Gonzalez. Yeah, you gave up a lot for a Gio. But how well did Gio pitch once he got here day one in 2012? And would we have been the Washington Nationals without some of those guys? Without a Tanner Roark? Without a Denard Span? Without a Gio Gonzalez? And also then looking at the 2017 deadline with someone like Sean Doolittle, who not only has been terrific on the field for this national team, and while the time has kind of run out, in my opinion, still, Sean Doolittle meant the world to this Nationals team. And oh, not to mention, he's a good guy, good dude, good clubhouse guy, someone you want to be around. So when someone says to you, you shouldn't have done that Juan Soto trade. You shouldn't want to move Lane Thomas or Victor Robles at the trade deadline. I ask you this one question. Why not? Just because you don't want to see him go? The eyes are still on the present, the future. That is what this Nationals team is about. And that is what Mike Rizzo is about right now. Because this Nationals team would not be the same without some of these trades and really these gutty trades that Mike Rizzo has made over the years, especially last year with Mike with uh, Juan Soto, I should add. Just considering the fact that you get someone like a Mackenzie Gore, a C.J. Abrams, a James Wood, Robert Hassel, Garland Susanna, five marquee prospects that a lot of teams wouldn't be giving up for Juan Soto is insane. Because not only 
if two of those guys, like a Mackenzie Gore and a CJ Abrams, turn out to be superstars, that really makes the trade worth it because you have a shortstop and a left-handed starting pitcher who's going to be the head of your rotation for years to come. You now have three other chances with a top 10 prospect in MLB baseball with someone like a James Wood and an 18-year-old like Yarlan Susana, who's sitting 102, by the way, and who has turned it around down in Fredericksburg already this year. Someone who will be a top 100 prospect come the next prospect shakeup in mid-July. Have faith in Mike Rizzo and what he does, because trading away players and acquiring talent and really kind of figuring out what is the real talent and what isn't, that is what he has done well. Because Lucas Giolito hasn't been that good. Ronaldo Lopez hasn't been that good either. Dane Dunning, he has been good. This year, he's finally stepped it up a little bit down in Texas. But then again, trust in Mike Rizzo and this process as we inch closer towards the trade deadline. Because this guy, what he does well is this, is trading away pieces and finding even more talent. Trust the guy in charge because you should. It's as simple as that. The track record is there for Mike Rizzo. He has done this time and time again. Have faith in the man. Let him make these moves as the deadline approaches. And then we'll figure it out all the rest from there. But thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. The Nationals play the Diamondbacks tonight at 7.05 Eastern time. Catch every pitch of the Nats hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. But before we get into the Nationals ownership situation, And as I've said, I still do believe this Nationals team will be selling, hopefully sometime in the near future, because of a recent development as far as the TV rights go. I'm going to tell you guys about why I think that and what that recent development is. But before we do that, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Obviously, the pandemic was about three years ago. We're still trying to get back into society as a whole. So this is why I believe BetterHelp could be a help for everybody out there. If you're thinking of starting therapy Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnMLB to get started. So if you guys haven't been following as of recent, have you taken a look at at the Bally Sports situation and what is going on as far as regional networks goes across Major League Baseball? If you aren't aware of it, Bally Sports is no longer broadcasting San Diego games because of the alleged bankruptcy as far as Bally Sports goes. And this affects the Washington Nationals for this reason. We know the Nationals have not sold so far during this duration of this time that they have been up for sale, quote-unquote. It's because of this Masson deal, the Mid-Atlantic Sports Network, if you aren't familiar. 
And the reason why it is is because the Angelos family owns the rights to this Nationals broadcast. When I say the Angelos family, I mean the Orioles and Masson. The Nationals haven't been getting the right amount of money, allegedly, for years and years and years. And this is why their product, the Nationals as a whole, under the entire umbrella, has been cheaper and a little bit, um, what's the word for it I could say? They've kind of gotten screwed over, you could say, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. They have gotten screwed over as time goes on with this Baltimore Orioles deal. So now we have Bally Sports, who is allegedly going bankrupt right now. This could affect the Washington Nationals in the best way possible. If the San Diego Padres were to take up this lawsuit, which they 100% will, because right now MLB TV has their TV rights. And Rob Manfred, all the reports are stating that he is hot about this situation right now, as he should be, because this isn't just a Bally sports issue. This is also a Mid-Atlantic Sports Network issue that he has talked about, that he has not really said that this is the issue. Why? We all know why the Nationals haven't sold so far. Because this offseason, it was reported that Ted Leonsis, the owner of the Washington Capitals and the Washington Wizards, he bought out NBC Sports Washington, our local news affiliate here, completely. So he now owns that. And we all know what that corresponding move was. It was to buy the Washington Nationals. Well, we know now that he did make a $2 billion offer for the Washington Nationals sometime over this winter, but the Lerner family did decline. And it's not because they're like, we don't really want to sell anymore. It's because they aren't getting what they thought they would be from the get-go. And what I mean by that, it's because of Masson and these naming rights issues and everything about it. They haven't been able to sell a stadium a sponsor yet, meaning that it's still Nationals Park. It should be a sponsor. But the reason why, supposedly, as to why the Nationals haven't done that yet is because they haven't gotten the dollar amount that they believe is worth it for their time. And also, I may add, Someone who I believe knows a lot about this situation has told me in the past, and this isn't really new news, but it's more of a clarification. Someone who is high up, someone who really knows a lot of powerful powerful people. They have told me that Ted Leonsis is 100% going to buy, allegedly, 100% going to buy the Washington Nationals once it becomes available, once they figure out all these different court cases and everything that they need to know. And this isn't some breaking news to people. This is just something that I actually have heard, and it's also something that I believe firmly in. Ted Leonsis didn't just buy out NBC Sports Washington just to have his Capitals and his Wizards. It's obvious. What Leonsis wanted was to have a DC Sports empire over there with NBCSW to bring over the Nationals and get free from that mass and wreck that is going on over there and to create their own network and profit from it. Especially the fact that if Ted Leonsis were to own 100% of NBCSW as well as the Nationals, guess who would be taking in that money? Ted Leonsis, the owner of the Washington Nationals. There would be no revenue share. There would be no court cases. There would be equality once again with this Nationals TV deal. Because as I've said, it's not the fact that the learners don't want to sell. I'm sure they do want to sell. But they also 
don't want to sell for not the right price. And we just say, we're like, oh, 2 billion. You want 2.2 billion. It might not sound like a lot. That's $200 million of a difference. When you just think about that. And if you're a billionaire, these people aren't like cheap. They are, they are cheap. You could say in a sense that they're going to get what they're worth. The reason why they are rich is because they've gotten what they are worth. Or they're the ones doing the great deals, selling the Nationals for 3 to $4 billion, which will never happen. But you see my point. It's not just the matter of fact of they don't want to sell. It's over with, Ryan. No, they do want to sell. And in fact, we already had a purchaser in my mind with Ted Leonsis. It's just a wait and see kind of game to see if Ted Leonsis will up his offer. Or, on the other hand, Masson figures out this dispute. Major League Baseball steps in and tears away everything that we know about regional sports networks with this game of baseball. And that is what I believe will happen. I believe Rob Manfred will step in eventually and rip this whole thing to shreds because of a, the alleged instance going on with Bally Sports and the San Diego Padres. There are plenty of other networks out there like Bally Sports who I believe will be going under. Like the Cincinnati Reds market. Name them. Name all the Bally Sports Atlanta. All these different broadcasts that they use Bally Sports on, it's going to be going down. And they own a lot of revenue share in this Major League Baseball instance, and they owe a lot of people money. So it's not going to be a pretty one, in my opinion. But tonight, you can catch the Nationals play the Diamondbacks tonight at 7.05 Eastern time, as obviously the Nationals. We want to win some more games here. So the Nats hometown broadcast is always with SiriusXM on the SXM app. But before we get into previewing game three of this series, I got to tell you guys about my friends over at Bird Dogs. And guys, Bird Dogs just make you look so good. And I can't tell you that enough because I have my own pair of Bird Dogs and they stretch like khaki shorts, and they are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shirts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton, and Bird Dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud-knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. And Bird Dogs uses an anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So this is just what I love about Bird Dogs is that they sent me over some pairs that I can't really say over on the the podcast just because of some of the censoring rights that we have. But I will say they are the most comfortable shorts in the game. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB and enter code Locked on MLB for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on MLB for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. I promise you that. And now we get into previewing tonight's game against the Arizona Diamondbacks. As the Nationals, you got yourself a Patrick Corbin night. And obviously, a lot of people may be like, oh, no, Patrick Corbin. 
He hasn't been that bad this year, especially as of recently. He hasn't been that bad. Patrick Corbin can keep you in this ball game. And I say that with maybe a little hesitance as obviously Patrick Corbin has not been himself since 2019, but this is the better portion of Patrick Corbin that we have seen since that same season. Because Patrick Corbin going up against his former team, I kind of like this little revenge game going on, obviously. And with Patrick Corbin, he hasn't really seen a ton of Diamondbacks hitters throughout the years. We don't really get to see the Diamondbacks a lot, but he has seen someone named Evan Longoria, and that one hitter hasn't had much success against him. Only a 230 batting average in 13 at-bats against him. Now, here's a little scary thing. Tell Marte, their second baseman, has two home runs off Max, not Max Scherzer, off Patrick Corbin in six at-bats. So that is something to where it's a little scary because considering the fact that Patrick Corbin does like to give up the long ball, while he has kept it in the ballpark a little bit more this year, it's still a little concerned nonetheless. But what we need from tonight with Patrick Corbin is to have his breaking pitches low. That is the key for Patrick Corbin every time we go out there. I've said in the past, Riley Adams needs to be behind the plate. Riley Adams seems to be behind the plate. Not really the scenario anymore as Keybert Ruiz has been back there and he's been doing fine. And obviously with a day game on Thursday, that's when you'll probably see Riley Adams behind the dish. But Patrick Corbin, as Davey Martinez has said plenty of different times, he needs to keep his breaking pitches low and away. Keep them away because that is where he does the most damage. That is when any MLB pitcher does the most damage. It looks fastball and then all of a sudden it dives below the zone. That is when you'll see the best version of Patrick Corbin out there. So you can catch tonight's game at 7-10 Eastern time as the Nationals play the Diamondbacks tonight. And of course, catch every pitch of the Nats hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. And again, thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. And obviously, on Thursday, I'm going to be looking at the legacy of Steven Strasburg. We need to take a deep breath back and really just remember the legend that Steven Strasburg was. And I really do believe that because we kind of forget about that. And we're also going to talk about Paul Skeens, pitcher from LSU, because we're going to tie in some draft coverage as well as Steven Strasburg talk with Matty Wyrick from NBC Sports Washington. I'm going to have all of that and more on tomorrow's show. And again, I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Go Nationals.